Y'all, this is my baby mama. Check out baby mama podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Baby Mama Guru the podcast. I'm your host Monique. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and leave me a review. You can actually do it now while you're listening. It's only going to take five seconds um to at least rate it. Um, and leave a review, you know, say anything nice, anything that you want me to maybe talk about, um, anything that you like about it, you know, anything will help me, um, you know, with growing the podcast further. Um, if you're listening on any other platform, please subscribe and follow so you can always know whenever I drop an episode. For visuals, you can find me on Instagram. Just search Baby Mama Guru and I'm going to pop up. Um, for bonus content, uh, that gets a little nasty and very personal, join the Patreon and I will definitely have the link for it in the description of this episode. Hey y'all, what's up? It is Baby Mama Guru, aka the Child Support Bandit. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram at Baby Mama Guru, the number one, you will see that my new um tag is child support abandoned because um you know let's just get straight into it recently i don't know like i really don't like when people tell me about my um oldest son's father because honestly like it's not my business i don't care and it's almost like whatever you're telling me you're almost rubbing it rubbing it in my face um in a sense so normally like i've had friends before like they'll send me stuff from his Instagram or anything like that. And I would always, you know, just be like, hey, unsend that. I don't want to see it. And, you know, they'll unsend it because that's not stuff I want to see. Like, that's not helping me. It's hurting me more than anything. And so, um, yeah, so recently uh, this girl, I had went and checked. Like, I check it maybe like once or once a month or once every two months. I'll go and I'll check, um... You know, just to see, like, how the child support's going because, you know, I want to know. And so, I went and it's up to 41000 and so I posted on my Instagram and I'm not sure what, what I said. But anyway, so somebody was like, um, oh, you know, he got X, he got this, he doing this, he doing this, he doing this. And to me, it's like, one, you know, I guess you're telling me because you feel like, um, I need to know because it's gonna, I'm not, I'm not really sure why people tell me, but don't tell me, do not come to me about my oldest son's father. For those of you all who live in Houston and who knows him, because y'all aren't telling him anything. Y'all can sit and say, that's not right. I don't associate with deadbeats. I don't like that, but everybody follows him and y'all not telling him nothing. You know, like y'all aren't, you know, you really don't care. Like you, you, you think you care, but you really don't care. You know, at the end of the day, cause if you can come to me with something, you know where I'm at, you got my number. You're not going to that nigga. Like, Hey, this is Monique's number. Like you need to do right by your child. Y'all not worried about that. So please do not report back anything about my baby's father. Just like, just don't do it. You know, and I feel like, you know, like I said, I feel like maybe people feel like, oh, like, let me show her this. So I honestly, no, I don't. I don't understand why. Do not, don't tell me what he does. 
Don't tell me because it's not helping me at, in any way. If you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning. You've known the struggles that I've had. And you telling me how great his life is, isn't doing anything for me, but hurting my feelings. You know what I'm saying? So please keep those things to yourself. I don't want to hear, I saw your baby daddy here. I saw him doing this. He got this. I do not care. If you want to help me, you tell him to take care of his child. Or you tell, you go find the police. You go to the police. You call 911. You call the child support people and say, hey, this man is on child support and he's doing X, Y, and Z. Do not bring that to my DMs. Do not bring that to my Instagram. Do not bring that to my telephone. All of that. Keep it away from me. Now, I do this. I do this podcast. And, you know, I tell my story because it's extremely therapeutic for me. Um, I'm not doing it for you to come and say, oh, he's doing this. I don't care. And like I said before, I've had a friend who has sent me some stuff. And I'm like, hey, unsend that. Don't want to see it. I'm not going in it. I'm not doing no research. I'm not digging into his life. I'm not doing it. But as of lately, um, you know... Like I said, I had went and checked uh, how much he owes me in child support. And yes, it's that much. And so now at this point, I am the child support bandit. And I am going to get everything that is owed to me. But I do not need um, anyone sending me anything about what he's doing. Unless you're telling me, oh, I told the police where he was. I got the police right here with him. Anything else, keep it because it's really a slap in the face. And you may not see it as that, but I see it as that. Do not bring me anything that he's doing. Because if it's not putting food on my son's table or clothes on his back or shoes on his feet, you telling me that is a complete slap in the face. And honestly, I'm probably going to start to dislike you, uh, to be 100% honest. So keep it. Um, I also had somebody DM me and was like, what did you do to him? Or what did you do to that nigga, like, for him to not want to take care of his child? Me? What did I do? Some, what, is, what is wrong with y'all? I didn't do anything to that man. One, he didn't want to be a daddy. I cannot make anybody want to be a daddy. So don't do that either. Do not come to my to my Instagram with that. Because at some point, I am very you know, I'm respectful, but I can get extremely disrespectful. And that's where I'm about to start taking it, uh, to be 100% honest. So, you know, be very cautious when you DM me, message me, talk to me. Um, just be cautious about what you talk to me about, because I'm going to get extremely disrespectful and it's going to hurt your feelings. Um, but now that we got that out of the way, whoo, as of lately, what's been going on? Um, you know, it's Virgo season. I'm a Virgo, obviously. Um, so yes, it's about to be a great season. The Virgo season and hurricane season. I just realized they're in the same um season. Who it says a lot about us Virgos, right? It says a whole lot. But um that's neither here nor there. Um for my birthday, I don't really I don't have anything planned. I just wanna be around um, people who love me, not just people that I love, but people who love me. So, uh, yeah. So my birthday, we'll see how it goes. I don't have anything planned, like nothing crazy. Um, I would just like to be under the influence around love. Um, yeah. Also this month, September, no, it's still August. Okay. 
next month, September, it will make a year since I've had the podcast and I will be doing a live show. Um, I'm going to start promoting it on my Instagram. The tickets will probably be like $10. I'm going to have like an open bar and yeah, so we're going to get wasted. Y'all going to listen to me talk and tell jokes face to face, you know? Um, so I'm definitely going to uh, do that this month, next month, sorry, September. And what else? Mm, what else has been going on? Nothing. Uh, my boys been back in school for three weeks. It's been pretty good. Um, no COVID cases as of yet. Hopefully it stays that way, but who knows? Um, what else? Who school, my school is back face to face. So I'm back in class in person from 5.30 to 10.30 at night. And y'all know my bedtime is like 8 p.m. So it's very, very hard for me to do it, but I'm surviving. Anywho, let's get into what I want to talk about today. So it's this um this video going around on Instagram. It's kind of going viral of this black woman. She's talking about how she got fired from her job while she was in a hospital bed with her son. Uh, I didn't go on her page, so I really don't know the backstory. I just saw the video like on a few people's stories. And she was saying, she was like, you know, um, I'm at the mall. I see the CEO who fired me in the mall. And she was just like, you know, I want to go speak to her so I can show her like, yeah, my life is good. I'm doing better. Blah, blah, blah. She was like, she goes to speak to the woman. And the woman is like, who are you? Like, the woman didn't recognize her. And she was saying um, that you know, like you're holding on to a grudge with somebody who did you dirty or whatever. And they forget you like, and you just holding on to it, but they don't even remember like what they did to you. And she was just basically saying, you know, like, don't be holding dead weight because other people not worried about you. And which is all true. You know, that's all true. Um, you know, it's really a great way to look at it, but, um, no, I am going to tell a little story about my last corporate America job. And I definitely, I wouldn't say that I I don't hold any grudge, but it's something that I'll remember forever. Like the experience, it was such a trash experience that I will remember it forever. And, you know, like it's like if I was to see them in public, I would probably be extremely disrespectful. It doesn't matter how good my life is now that I don't work there anymore um, or none of that being the bigger person, none of that they go high, they go low, you go high or they go high, you go low, whatever. They go, they went low, I'm going to go lower. You know what I'm saying? So that's a story I want to tell because it just made me think of that. And she's all like, oh, you know, don't hold on to it, but... Different strokes for different folks. So basically, in May 2021, y'all know, like, I basically became an entrepreneur, like, full entrepreneur-ish. Got my LLC. And I had stopped working at a job that I had for, I want to say, three or four years. Three years, I want to say. Okay. Because I started working there in April of 2018. So, you know, I had went to school. I had got certified in my fields. I, um, 
then I had to do like an externship, you know, at this company and I didn't get paid. So for six weeks I worked there, didn't get paid. Then I got hired on, started getting paid or whatever. You know, there I made good money, um, obviously, because I'm like certified and good at what I do or whatever. Um, but boy, I was the only black well, I had talked about it on all skin folks, ain't your kin folk episode. So I was the only black, young black woman there. And they hated me so bad. So imagine going to work every single day just to know you're somewhere where people do not like you. Like every day you like, like walking on eggshells basically every single day. And so I remember like when I first started working there, I honestly, I wouldn't even talk. And then it would always be like, oh, Monique has attitude. Monique doesn't want to help. Um... You know, she's just like, almost like they were scared to talk to me. And so one day I remember I had wore lipstick or whatever, like, cause I used to wear my hair. However, I was never like, oh, I need to be super corporate because I'm the only black woman here. However, I wanted to wear my hair, whether it would be like in, um, like that crochet, little fro, braids, cornrows, wigs, um, however I want to wear my hair. That's what I did. Like I wasn't, Somebody who was like, oh, I need to have me like a little side part weave, a little side part hairstyle. No, I'm not doing that. Um, I was definitely myself 100%. So um, one day I had wore lipstick, like, because I was just being cute really for no reason. Okay, yeah. So one day I had um, wore lipstick and this girl, this Vietnamese girl, woman, Vietnamese woman, I'm sorry. Because like I said, I was the youngest one there. And I started with there when I was like 23, 24. I was like 24 when I started there. So I was the youngest one. And this girl says, you, she was like, wow, you got DSLs. Now, for those of you all who don't know what DSLs are, DSLs are penis sucking lips. Now y'all know I do not curse, so I don't say the D word. Um, But yes. Imagine you being in a corporate job, you know, working for this company. You're sitting in your desk. It's kind of like a cubicle-ish. It was like really nice. You're sitting there. You're doing your job. You're talking to insurance companies. Somebody looks over on the side of their monitor and they say, wow, you have DSLs. What is wrong with you? I looked at the girl, the woman, and I didn't say nothing. I'm just like, okay. Like, I am reporting that. Because why would you tell me that? Because if a man told me that, that is, like, sexual harassment. Like, what's wrong with you? So, that happened. Um, What else? Uh, One day, the girl got a call, and she was just like, oh, it's an African person. Like, you speak African to take the call. What? What is African? What language is that? Okay, that's two. And so, um... What was the last straw? It was three things. Okay, the third thing. This girl says, um, I wasn't at work, but one of somebody else had told me I wasn't there. She was just like, oh, this insurance company didn't pay. And she was like, Monique's going to be so mad. She's going to be throwing up gang signs. What about me makes you think that I would throw up a gang sign? Why do you think I'm in a gang? And I don't even curse. Like, you see the way that I'm operating. You see the way that I talk, even. And you're going to say that I'm going to be throwing up gang signs? 
So I'm just like, mm, that's it. That's a wrap. Um, HR, let me go talk to HR. Let me go talk to my supervisor. Let me go talk to um the CFO. Uh, obviously HR was Vietnamese. My supervisor was Vietnamese. They all just was all in together. It was very, very biased. Um, and they kept saying, oh, that's just how she is. She didn't mean anything. That's just how she is. She did. And I'm just like, we too old for that. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, that, that does not matter. Like she's ignorant and something needs to be done about it. Cause now at this point I'm uncomfortable and I'm offended. And so, um, yeah, so that just kept happening. And I had to sit down with a girl. Like, we had, like, a with HR or whatever, um, mediation or something. I'm like, you're ignorant. Like, you're so ignorant. Like, why? Anything you say in this borderline is racist. And she's like, I'm not racist. I grew up with black people. And it's like, mm, that means nothing to me. So, um, yeah, after that, uh, obviously, I wasn't talking to the girl. They made her apologize because I had emailed the CEO. Um, and they wanted to keep it covered. So, they made her apologize. And I didn't care about that because she said that stuff. She meant it. The stuff just slipped right off her tongue. Like it was just like, oh, what? You know, like this is how you feel. And so uh, after that, like obviously I wasn't talking to the woman. And then it was like, um, we would have like team building, and it would be like, okay, Monique, you have to talk. You have to, um, you know, basically it was like. If she needs help, she needs to feel comfortable enough to come to you and ask you for help because you know everything. But we don't want to tell you that you know everything and you know the most here. But if she needs help, she needs to feel comfortable enough to come to you. So you need to be a bit more open and more friendly with her uh, because, you know, basically to them it was squash. For me, it was not squash. So at that point, like I started applying for other jobs. But in my field, you got to have like three years of experience minimum um to even be hired to even fill out an application for what I do like you have to have three years minimum and so I'm like okay like I got two children I gotta do this or whatever but I'm still going to work every day uncomfortable every morning I wake up I do not want to go to work and for three years I felt like that so at some point um I don't know what happened like evaluations were coming up raises were coming up and I'm like I got to play, I got to play this game. I got to play this little corporate America game. So now I have to show them that I'm a friendly, welcoming black woman. And so, um, what happened? So then I start, I start like telling little jokes or whatever. Y'all know, obviously I'm a little funny. So I t- I'll start telling little jokes. They're obviously all appropriate. Um, then the girl, she would start asking me for help. So I'm helping her. Then, um, what happened? She had invited me. She was like, hey, because I'm black. She was like, hey, uh, the millennial tour. So this was around that time that I talked about uh, Nutty Professor is that you? With that fat nigga who catfished me. Um, that day, she was like, oh, it's a millennial tour. Like, do you want to go? Blah, blah, blah. So we had got the tickets to go to the millennial tour. I was like, yeah, cool, sure, whatever. So I'm here playing nice, playing friendly. So these people can see that, okay, Monique, um isn't just a rude black girl or whatever so i'm playing the game and honestly playing acting skills on ten thousand. so i go out with the girl they like oh my god monique is uh monique forgave her so it's now it's like monique's understanding um and all this stuff got a raise got a two dollar raise first raise so then um i'm like okay like let me keep this up 
so still playing the game the girl she so, mind you the girl drives me crazy she was all like obsessed with me it was like you don't like me so much but you're so obsessed with me like you want to be a black woman so bad that you just like trying to take all of my energy and I just could not do it like some days I just wouldn't talk and then other days I'll be like who gotta play gotta play gotta place you know to keep these people happy so I can keep my job and keep making money and it was just a sick sick game so um yeah like she just was it was just so weird like she wanted to be in my skin almost like it was just weird honestly it was just so 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 weird and you know obviously I'm a likable person but what she had going on it was just it was a bit it was a bit too much for me then um what happened so later on so I'm still befriending befriending this girl I'm obviously the best at what I do like I go talk to the CFO I'm like look I'm the only one here doing what I'm supposed to be doing I'm the best at it they run the reports they see Monique is the first name at the top bringing in the most money you know, like I'm just killing the game, like obviously, because I'm just gonna be the best at whatever I'm doing. So, um, they didn't really like that though, because they like you, they want the Vietnamese girl, they like, man, you are people, why aren't you ahead of her? But she was so stupid, it's like some stuff is not for everybody. She don't know this stuff, she's not comprehending it, and she just do stuff so fast that she keep making mistakes and she make the big mistakes, and y'all don't uh reprimand her. And that's what I don't like. So now I'm like, they these people aren't doing what they're supposed to do. I obviously I spoke my uh like opinion however I felt, and they really didn't like that. And it was like, oh Monique's so emotional and whatever, whatever. When really it's like this is what it is. I'm not this is no emotions in it, but y'all are not doing the right thing. Like what kind of company is this? So that happens. I'm fake friending this girl, seriously took it to the next level. Um she wanted to get matching tattoos with me. Like it was, it was that extreme. So then a promotion, a promotion comes around and I'm talking to my supervisor and evaluation. She's like, okay, you've been promoted to this position, whatever, whatever. Then a girl comes and talks to me. I think I told this on, I talked about setting boundaries with coworkers. I talked about her before. Um, cause the thing is she drove me so crazy. I had to talk about it in therapy. Like it was that bad. And, um, and Devin is no I'm not done Devin bye and so um usually I would have just paused it but at this point y'all know Devin does not listen um yeah so the girl like she she just really used to stress me out like so bad because I couldn't just like choke her up or slap her or nothing because we're working in this job that I need and I just couldn't do anything and so I would just be stressed out. And so then um, the promotion came. I got promoted. She got promoted. And I'm like, what? One, I've worked here longer than her. I'm certified. And I am at the top of the list. Like, I bring in the most money. When everybody, Whenever anybody needs help, they come to me. So for me to get promoted with her, that was the biggest slap in the face. And at that point, I was like, I am done. Like, there's, I'm not returning. Um, luckily then COVID had came, so we working from home. And so I wasn't talking to nobody. Like it was like, oh, where's Monique? Not here. I'm not texting back. I left the group chats that we had, like with the team. Like I left everything. Like, I don't want to do this. So um 
yeah so then so now at this point you know i'm looking for jobs looking for jobs applying to different stuff i'm like i can't do this no more and people will always hit me up on like linkedin and all of that and i'm like i gotta go i cannot do this so april comes around no it was may it was around devin's birthday March, I'm sorry. March comes around and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this no more. Um, my supervisor wasn't there. I was just sitting at my desk. I typed up my two weeks notice. Um, my supervisor wasn't there. I text her. I say, hey, like you're not here. Um, I would have rather do this in person, but this yeah, two weeks I'm out. And she was like, why do you want to tell me why? I'm like, I have expressed myself to you all multiple times in the disrespect here. And just being unappreciated and unrecognized when I'm the best. I was like, I cannot do it no more. And I had like three doctors that I work for personally, like three OBGYNs. And they loved me to death. They did not want me to leave. And I did not want to leave them. But, you know, they work for a company that is a very trash company. And my um, one of the doctors, he told me, he was like, you should be the supervisor, like your supervisor is not even certified in this. She does not know this. He was like, you should be certified, but they're not going to make a black woman a supervisor all over all those Asian people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to happen. And so, um, cause they just didn't want me to be, they just really didn't want to give me my credit of my greatness. And it was extremely offensive and I couldn't do it every day for three years. I am waking up like I hate going here, but I love what I do. So when I was doing it from home, it was really the best because it was like, I don't need y'all help for nothing. I don't need to see y'all like I got this. And um, yeah. And so when I quit on my last day, why on my last day? Like I'm a person I love like different foods. So, so I love like Vietnamese food. They know I love like the spring rolls, the egg rolls, the Nam Nung, like all of this stuff. Why on my last day, they bought Popeyes as my parting meal. Popeyes. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I said Popeyes. And to them, they didn't think nothing of it. Like you're so dense and you're so racist that you don't even see that purchasing Popeyes on my last day because I'm black and none of y'all are black and none of y'all eat Popeyes. It's so stupid stupidest thing ever i was even more offended so when i went into my exit interview i gave it to him like y'all like i should have really reported them to the bbb like somebody like y'all are so trash y'all are so trash and honestly after that i was like i need to be i cannot be feeling uncomfortable like that working for anybody ever again in my life and i will never go back to that like every day just for a check at some point it's like stand for something or fall for anything and if I would have kept working there like I would my self-esteem and my confidence would have been on zero and even like working there like the way my life was moving it just was not because I was not happy I was not happy at all and and really, that's what I was in therapy for mainly because every therapy session, this is what I'm talking about. This job that is draining me and it's killing me and I'm feeling like less than every day when I should never be feeling like that ever. And it's like, and I don't need nobody like kissing my butt like, oh, Monique, you're so great. But when 
I'm making you look good for your superiors. Like you need to say thank you, Monique, because it's me who's doing this. It was a team of like maybe eight women and they sucked. They all sucked and I was the best. And it was just like, you got to give me that credit. And when I wanted to leave, um, they was thinking about like, they wasn't even trying to pay me more. They was just like, is there anything we can do to keep you? Like, please don't go. Please don't go. Please don't go. All it is is like, no, now you know you're about to fumble. Your company is about to fumble. And like, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy it's going to go downhill because y'all did not deserve me. And I did appreciate um, like the CFO who had gave me a chance. Like she really took a chance on me because, you know, I'm fresh out of school and I didn't really like have much experience, obviously, besides the six weeks of me being there. But I appreciated her taking a chance on me. But it's like, there's no way you're not about to like use me. Um, And it reminded me of like Get Out when they was bidding on like body parts like so they can like run fast or whatever they was bidding on like them uh black men's you know just everything like oh because they're stronger we're better and that's just what I felt like like you're using me here so I can keep your company afloat and I get no credit for it a slap in the face you promote somebody when you promote me like why does it need more than one person to do this job and it was just bad. And so I left. I left all the groups. I blocked all of them. I blocked all of them on social media. Like, no, you, well, I unblocked, I've um since unblocked them Um, since I stopped working there, you know, but yeah, I was like, I don't want none of y'all reaching out to me for help. I'm not helping nobody. Like, don't ask me anything. Figure it out. And I just wonder, truly wonder how bad the company is doing, but don't really care but yeah so if I were to see any of them in person I would be extremely disrespectful like one I'm definitely not speaking and two if they spoke to me I'm gonna be rude um so I'm sure they be stalking me so if they're if you're listening to this don't ever talk to me in public um honestly because I'm gonna embarrass you almost immediately and I will always be like like when they would say stuff that was just ignorant. I was like, do I, I don't talk ignorant. Like they're like, it's just jokes. It's not jokes. Because if I said, do you want to do my nails? You would have been offended. I would have gotten fired if I made a joke about, um, Asian stereotypes, but you can sit and make black stereotypical jokes all day. And then you bring me Popeye's on the last day. But if I say anything, towards Asians you're gonna be offended because I got jokes you know what I'm saying I can be extremely disrespectful but in this place of business like I'm not being like that so who if you ever see me in public do not talk to me because I'm not an employee there anymore and I'm honestly living my best life I have no complaints since I've stopped working there and I remember at one point I was like should I have left? Because it was just, you know, so constant stability, like entrepreneur life is who is all over, you know, but, um, I'm like, stability is just constant. You know, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to wake up every day. I'm going to get paid every two weeks, like this, this, this. And then I think like, I was not happy. And at some point my happiness had to come first. And so saying all this to say, y'all know there's a lesson in every story, whatever you're doing in life, um, whether it be work, whether it be dealing with family members, whether it be dealing with a relationship, whether it be friendships, if you are not happy, um, you got to go. Like, you got to let let it go. Because in the end, it's because it's really, 
Imagine every day waking up unhappy and you don't have to be. You you'd never have to be unhappy. Um because you always have a choice. You always have a choice. And so if you choose to stay in anything that is not making you happy, honestly, you're a fool. You're a fool. And I was a fool for three years. And mainly I was working there because I could not um, get nothing else in that field without having uh, the experience. But I could have went to another job. You know what I'm saying? I could have went to like a HEB or something, but that's just not the life that I wanted um, finance wise, because, you know, I'm making good money here, but no, I don't think, I don't think you should put a price like that on your happiness. Um, I definitely think if you're not, if you don't want to be somewhere, you don't want to be doing something, do not do it. Because in the end, like everything is going to work out. Cause I feel like since I stopped working, like my hat, I just been able to like move different. I'm extremely like, I'm just happier. I'm not angry. Like I don't have to take no anger out on my kids. Cause imagine being upset for 10 hours out of the day and then come home to your kids acting however. And it's just like, I don't, I don't be yelling at my children. So the way I like attitude, everything completely changed. Like I ain't trying to sit and be talking to no niggas. I'm upset. Like I'm not trying to play. I'm not trying to do anything. Um, and that's usually how it was. Like I would just be upset the whole time. And just contemplating, like, what, what am I doing here? And if you are contemplating, like, what are, you, what are you doing in whatever situation you're in? Like, it's time to go. It's time to go. And um, I hope, hopefully, hopefully um, that's helped. That story has helped someone who's ever listening out there. But, yeah, like, just don't be in situations where you're not happy. I think you should always try to be financially stable. Um but yeah, just start looking for other options while you're still in that situation. Like, cause me, like people was reaching out to me to make some money and I'm like, I gotta go. Like it happened. Everything happened how it's supposed to. So I left. Um, but yeah, I ain't like that girl from that Instagram video. I am going to disrespect you, but all right, let's get into the next segment. Okay, so this is the Paychecks versus Sugar Daddy segment, and that is where I compare and contrast a job I had to a man I was talking to, dating, dealing with, seeing at the time. And uh, this one is going to be a listener story, but of course, I'm going to tell it from my perspective. So there's all not all that he say, she say stuff. Okay, so I met this guy on Instagram. Um, initially he was not my type, but he was extremely like persistent. Um, we had like good conversations or whatever. So he wanted to meet up. Um, maybe after a month I was like, okay, we'll go meet. Um, on the date, the first, well, like the little first meetup or whatever, we don't call it a date. Um, cause it was just kind of getting to know each other. So we, uh, we met up. Well, I got there first. He called me. He was like, I'm running a little late. Order us a bottle of wine. Whatever, whatever. So it was cool. He was like, okay. So we get there. We drink like two bottles of wine. Um, He was pretty cool. He was funny, you know, and I like that. I like somebody with a good sense of humor. So that was good. He told me what he did or whatever. You know, he had a good job. Um, Well, he was kind of like, you know, self-made or whatever. So Everything was good. Um, he shared with me that his mom was a crackhead and like he was a crack baby. 
And I'm just like, why would you tell me that? Why would you tell me that you're a crack baby? Um, what am I supposed to do with that information exactly? So after that, you know, we we're still communicating, you know, barely. Um, I would call him and his phone would always go to voicemail. So he says he had his phone on do not disturb all the time because of he have like anxiety or something. Um, which I really didn't believe because that's stupid. Um, or if you really want to talk to me that bad, at least put me in your favorites for when I call you, you know, <sighs> but you know, men. So like our first real date, we went to this restaurant and he was 45 minutes late. 45 minutes. Now don't even ask me why I waited 45 minutes because I don't even know. I'm sitting there. Um, I had ordered an appetizer. I ordered me some wine. And the waitress comes and she's like, you know, you are too pretty to be sitting here by yourself. Like, you are too pretty to be waiting on anybody. Like, what are you doing here? And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, dang, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I still sitting here? So he comes, you know, after the 45 minutes and... He was just saying, like, he got caught up with work, whatever, whatever. And it's like, you couldn't text me. You couldn't tell me that you was going to be running late. So this was, like, a really red flag. The first time, the first meetup, he was late, but he communicated. This time, he was late. He did not communicate. And then when we get there, he's, like, rubbing all on me, kissing all on me, all this stuff. So uh, I had Ubered to the restaurant. So we had gotten a car. I got in his car. So I'm in the passenger seat. Um, I don't know where we were going next, but I had to pee. So we stopped by his place or whatever. Are we in the parking garage? And he is like, he pull around, you know, in the parking garage and he starts to eat me out. Like, so now he's eating me out, eating my butt, all this stuff in the passenger seat. Um, and it's like, okay, it was nice, but what are we doing? Why are we in the car? We're outside of like where you live. Like, why can't we go to your place? And he's just like, um, oh, do you still have to go to the restroom? I'm like, yes, like I still have to pee. So he walks me in the building, like to use the building restroom. Like I still never go to his place. And so at this point I'm like, you know, I'm ready to go. So I'm like calling me an Uber back and he's like, oh, I'll do it for you, whatever. So he called the Uber and now we're sitting in like the lobby of the, um, of his building. And it's weird to me. It's like you, cause the thing is he's been uh, bragging basically about like his high rise. He's been bragging about his job. He brags about who he knows. Like he like likes a name drop, all these things. But it's like you ate me on the car and you have me peeing in a public restroom. And now we're sitting in the lobby of your building while we wait for an Uber what this is weird and so i'm just like okay um whatever i go home and i'm just not understanding um we end up linking up again the same thing he was late and it's just like okay at this point you just don't respect my time like you don't respect nothing and now you're just being very weird because nothing is adding up so um i go to new york for what was I in New York for? I'm not really sure. I was in New York. He is in New Jersey. And he's like, 
I'm coming to New York. Like, let me know. Because um, he's in New Jersey for business or whatever. He's like, I'm going to come to New York. Like, let me know when to come. And I didn't want him to come because I was upset with him. But he's like, let me come, let me come. And so I sent him the most expensive um, Airbnb because I knew he was not going to get it. And so that's what I did. And he got mad. He didn't respond. Whatever, whatever. Okay. So uh, my birthday is coming up. And I'm like, look, like, I don't got time for this. My birthday is coming up. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing for me for my birthday? So he wants to meet up. Now, at this point, we're back in Houston. We meet up. Um... And he's like, okay, what are you doing later? I'm like, I'm going out. And he's like, okay, you know, I'm going to come. Um, Just let me know what time or whatever. I let him know what time. We talk. We talking in the club. Um, He never shows. And so now my feelings are hurt because it's like, you told me you was coming. You told me you was going to Uber me there. You told me like all of this stuff and you did not show. He calls me the next day. I don't answer. He calls me the next day. I don't answer. He tells me happy birthday. No response. He, um, at this point I block him and now he's calling me from other numbers. Um, he has another phone. He called me from the number. He's like, okay, Hey, um, you know, like I took you for a birthday lunch. Like, and now you tripping. It's like, that was not a birthday lunch. That was a regular lunch. Like we went out multiple times. Um, we've done more on a regular day. This is not a birthday lunch. So that happened. He's just being a psycho. So now every day he's calling me. And so I'm like, okay. Um, I start talking to this other dude. I let the dude uh, eat me out. And it was so bad that I had a flashback of when this guy ate me out in the car. And so I was like, let me hit him up. So what do I do? I hit him up. He's like, of course, he's freeing down because what else? He's, he's been blowing me up. So I'm like, okay. And plus, you know, he had a good personality, whatever, whatever. So I go. We go, Um, where am I? We go to eat. And then uh, I told him about this other place. It's like a speakeasy here in Houston. It's super low key. Um, And so I tell him, like, let's go there. So we go. This man is a super horn dog we get in the car i'm in the driver's seat he's in the passenger seat he takes off his glasses and he starts eating me out while i'm driving so he's giving me hair while i'm driving ah he was trying to kill us um he he's crazy so uh, <laughs> he's crazy. And the way I'm telling this story, y'all probably be like, Monique, that's your story. But I promise you, it is not my story. So, um, we go to the place to speak easy and we walk in and it's like a girl naked. She's like riding somebody. It's like somebody else giving somebody head. And so it's extremely freaky everything's freaky this man we go sit in our little area um he takes off his pants and i'm like why are you taking off your pants i'm not doing anything in here he takes off his pants and he's ready like he's ready to go um and it was just so weird so i'm just like what are we doing in here but he just couldn't he just couldn't help himself He could not stop and he didn't stop. And I was just like, this is too much for me. 
So at some point he's like, no, no, come on, come on, come on. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm like, no. So we end up leaving and we go to this. He's like, okay, well, let's go back to this place, back to his place, one of his places. So we go, he gets out, gets some keys out of a bush to, and we go in or whatever. And I'm looking around, I'm looking at the pictures on the wall and it's like a Muslim family. And I'm like, you do not live here. And he was like, this is one of my places. And it's like, no, it's not. You got those keys from somebody to take me here because you still have not taken me to your real place. Like, what is going on? Why are you being so weird? And now you're lying and you think I'm an idiot. And so, um, so yeah, that happened. And after that, it was just too weird. It was just too weird. And I'm just like, what am I doing? So the next day, I'm like, what's what's going on with you? Like, why you being weird? Why you keep blowing me up? But you never really taking me to your place. You late for every date. Your phone's still on do not disturb. Like, what is going on with you? And he's just like, um, he got financial responsibilities. Oh, rewind. On the when we linked up again before my birthday, that birthday lunch, he told me that his girlfriend lived with him, which was very, very strange because why are you just not telling me that? And why does your girlfriend live with you? So that happened. I was not really feeling it. This is also why I have blocked him. So fast forward to me talking to him again and like listing all these things that don't add up. He says, okay, like I... I have a baby on the way. Like, the girl is pregnant. So, his living baby mom, like, he has a living baby mama. And at that point, I was done. Like, done, done, done. Because it honestly, it obviously all adds up. It's like, you've been being trash from the beginning. And I should have known. Nobody phone stays on. Do not disturb all day. I can, I never seen your place. But you'd rather eat me out in the car um, and then you take me to a random stranger's home and say it's yours just so you can try to get some vagina and that's not happening. All the while, you pulling your pants down in public clubs like you're something's wrong with you. So, um, after that, I was I obviously like my feelings were hurt because it's like why wouldn't you have told me that in the beginning and that's a thing I don't like about me always trying to control the narrative like you should have let me you should have told me that you have a pregnant woman like you have a baby on the way before I even like interacted with you before I kept the conversation going because again these men approach you like you approached me and this is what you got going on when I could have avoided all of this like I didn't even need to have this story to tell in my life but instead, you, you know what I'm saying? You put this all on me. So, um, that happens. Then he's telling me that he moved because he keeps communicating with me, obviously. Some days I don't talk to him. Some days I do because, who emotions all over the place, whatever, whatever. So, some days it's like, uh, like, do I care that he has a baby on the way? Like, and then his days like, yes, I obviously I do care because it would be stupid for me not to care. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have any children. And now, like, no, that would just be crazy. And so he uh he ended up moving. He was like, I'm moving into this house or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, a house. So he's like, yeah. And the baby mama moved with him into the house. And it's like, this is your woman. Like, this is your woman. Leave me alone. 
But what does he do? He doesn't stop. So now he, well, both of his phones, one of them blocked. He keeps sending me songs. Um, Now, at this point, he just keeps sending stuff, keeps sending stuff. Uh, Blocked both numbers. He calls me from somebody else's number. I answer it. And it's him. And he's like, please unblock me, whatever, whatever. Uh, What's your email? And he's like, I'll just email you whatever I have to tell you. And I'm like, okay, email me. Whatever you got to say, just send it to my email. He sends me an email and says, unblock daddy's number. What? First off, stop calling yourself daddy. And secondly, no. And one, and then I tell you, tell me everything you got to say in this email and that's what you say? Like, that's not a, even a good enough explanation. That happens. This man then sends me a Zelle for $1. $1 and says, stop playing with daddy. You think I am worth $1 when you got a living baby mama, $1, and then you did not show up for my birthday. You did not do anything for my birthday. And you send me $1 while you got a baby mama who lives, mind you, he said they live next to Simone Biles. And if you know Houston, you know Simone Biles lives in Houston. And you got a house, you can afford a house next to Simone Biles, but you send me $1? Are you an idiot? Like, what do you think is going to come from this? And then his birthday is coming up. And ironically, his birthday is, um, his birthday is in September, basically. And he wanted to go to Puerto Rico, I think. Anyways, he wanted to go to Puerto Rico or whatever. And he invited me and it was just going to be me, him and his friends. Like, no, I'm not going to celebrate your birthday with you because you want me there. You want my good vibes. You want my good energy. But you got a pregnant living baby mama and you take care of her because she don't work. And on top of all of that, he say that um, she didn't want him like she wasn't physically attracted to him like she wanted him for his money basically so it's like you know that she wants you for your money and for this lifestyle and you're giving it to her and you think I'm gonna settle for anything less than that and you give me a dollar when you live next to Simone Biles like you're crazy and that's the end of that story um let me give my opinion I think men are so stupid And I don't like that men approach you and then they never tell you the truth. It's like we've been talking for two months and then you spring on me like, oh, yeah, she lives with me. Oh, yeah, she's pregnant. Oh, yeah, I just bought a house. I got a baby on the way. Got to get this stuff together. Like what? At what point? Why do you think that's the kind of life that I want to live? Like, when were you going to tell me that? And yeah, like, ladies, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's really like you can't approach a man first because he could still be lying. And then you can't let them approach you because they could still be lying. And honestly, men are liars. And yeah, because for all I know, that woman and that man are still having sex. And he's just out here pulling down his pants in public and eating me, eating my coochie and my booty in cars. And it's just like, what is wrong with you? So yeah, and every day, still to this day, he's still texting me. He's still sending me songs. And it's a sickness. I want the whole male species evaporated immediately, effective immediately, because something is truly wrong with them. 
But that's the end of that. And let's get into the next segment. Okay, so this segment is the babysitter versus baby daddy segment. And y'all know that I am choosing my babysitter still in 2021. I'm still choosing my babysitter every single time because, of course, my baby daddy is nowhere to be found. Um, If y'all do find him, please let me know so I can report him to the child support people. Um, (laughs) Let's get into the next segment. Okay, guys, and y'all know this is the advice segment, and this is where I answer a question or just, you know, share my opinions on whatever y'all want um, them shared on. Um, But instead of doing advice, I am going to um, share a good maybe three to four to five minutes of my latest Patreon episode. Um, and if you do want an advice question answered uh, or anything like that, you can email me at askbabymamaguru at gmail.com or you can message me on Instagram at babymamaguru, the number one. So this uh, Patreon is titled Men Have Some Nerves. I'm like, dude, you didn't even take me on a date. You think you're going to get my vagina and you didn't even like take me on a date? Some nerve. So, um, yeah. So anyways, I'm like drinking, 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 dancing, having a good time. Um, I look over at the DJ again and I'm like, let me go give this, give this man number, give him my number, whatever, whatever. I go over to him. I'm like, you're not gonna put my number in your phone. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He puts his number in my phone. Y'all. So why, um, he texts like a, a child. I'm sitting like, I can see the DJ booth is like right here. I'm like over here. He's, like, texting me. He's kind of DJing a little bit. He's, like, doing all of this stuff. He's texting me. He's sending um, emojis, so many emojis. And I'm, like, why are you communicating with emojis? Um, but whatever. And then he sends me a penis picture. Um, now, mind you, I, op- <laughs> I open this picture. I look. I look over there at him. And he's looking at me while I'm opening the picture. I'm, like, all while DJing. Talk about multitasking. So he sends me this picture and I'm just like, okay. I was like, um, sorry about that. That was my best friend. I know we talk about there. Um, if you don't know, yeah. And, oh, that's why my eyes look funny because I have eyelashes on this one and no eyelashes a little bit on this one, but whatever. I didn't feel like putting on strips. So, um, yeah, so he sent me his penis picture, and I'm just like, whoa. And I don't know what I said. Maybe I was, like, nice or something. Because nice is why I like things for everything. So maybe I was, like, nice. And, um, yeah, he was just kind of, like, talking nasty or whatever. You know, I was, like, playing along. And then, um, yeah, he was about to leave. And he was like, all right, I'm about to go. I was like, all right, I'll come outside and, like, say bye or whatever. So I went outside, and I said bye. He was like, you coming with me? I'm like, no, I'm having a great time here yes because he has to go dj somewhere else so um i go back in a party having a good time having a good time or whatever um not sure what happens i know i was drunk oh while i'm at the party y'all that part don't matter anyway so that happens and then um but i was lit i left my phone in the bathroom um so so many different things like i was lit so we end up going to another guy's place after we left that party. 
because it's other like you know chill before another party so we're there and uh this other dj he's there and mind y'all he has like um okay and to hear more of that patreon um like i said in the beginning the link is in my bio on my instagram and i will also put it in the description box of this episode and like always thank you for listening bye